Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts. Welcome to my podcast where I will be reading stories from my books. The first book that I am going to read you is titled Angel's Onyx. It is about a young woman named Angel who turns 21 and she's really looking forward to her birthday coming out being a adult but her boyfriend Onyx has made other plans for celebration but something more dark and sinister has also been waiting for her coming out party it will take her faith and the spiritual forces that surround her to help her battle and defeat this powerful dark force now I will begin Angel's Onyx chapter 1 Sweetness stepped out of the shower around 7 o'clock that night, feeling like she was on top of the world. It was her 21st birthday, and she had made some serious plans to hang out with her girls tonight. Her clothes had been laid out perfectly across her bed as if they were waiting on her voluptuous body to fill them up. Sweetness had come into her womanhood in an early age of eight. Her mother had tried to keep her inside the house under lock and key, but that didn't stop her from blossoming out all over. Her mother had told her that the reason she had matured so quickly was because of her ancestors' Puerto Rican blood cursing through her African veins. But by no means did she consider herself a half-breed. In her eyes, she was all black from head to toe. Sweetness had been a wonderer by nature. She often found herself becoming bored very easily. She loved change. At times, it didn't matter if it was good or bad as long as the change kept her interest up. There were times where everything had to be in her way or no way. There was no compromising with her or with her passion when it tended to rise up in her veins, causing her blood to boil. At those times, everyone stayed clear of her, for she was likened unto a she-demon, literally. Sweetness dried herself off slowly, enjoying the smooth texture of her towel all over her body. In her mind, she was a queen, and real queens deserved good things. She walked over to her bed and began dressing herself. After she dressed, she walked over to her full-length mirror and stared at her. Damn, did she look good. She chosen to wear an army fatigue tank top cut off at the waist to reveal her butterfly belly button and butterfly tattoo on her lower back. Sweetness also was wearing a brown mini skirt showing off the fullness of her shapely legs. She had ordered these pair of knee-length camouflage Timberland boots from online to go with her skirt. She had just started locking her hair to form dreads, so she placed a brown kangle brim on top of her head. Her makeup was banging, and her silver hoop earrings that her little sister Chance had given her for her birthday made her look really hot. As she stood there admiring herself, her cell phone began ringing. She walked over to her bed and picked it up to answer it. Hello, she said, answering the phone. What's up, baby? She heard her man, Onyx, say to her. Nothing, just getting ready to go out with my girls and shit, Sweetness answered. That's cool, Onyx replied. I want to see you before you go out. Come on, man, I don't feel like playing with you tonight. Why are you always thinking that all I want to do is fuck you all the time? Well... Ever since you found out that I can't have children, and nor do I have a period anymore, you always want to keep me laying on my backside and shit, she said to him. Look, baby, I got a surprise for you, he said to her desperately. 
Sweetness began smiling really hard when she heard that. She knew that his surprises were always big surprises. What kind of a surprise? She asked, smiling. He began smiling as well. Well, if you meet me right now on the corner of Rock Quarry and Crosslink at Burger King, I'll take you to your surprise. Okay, Onyx, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Sweetness closed her phone before Sonic could tell her bye. She grabbed the keys to her explorer and went downstairs. She saw her mother and Chance sitting on the sofa in the living room watching television. Okay, y'all, I'll be back after a while, she spoke to them. Her mother looked up at her oldest daughter. Angel Jones, be careful out there tonight, she said to her. Mommy, I will be. It's my birthday. I'm going to enjoy myself tonight, she said happily. Angel, I know it's your birthday, and I want you to have fun, but do it carefully. That moon is shining bright tonight, and anything could happen, her mother said back to her. All right, Ma, there you go with that superstitious stuff again. Sweetness leaned over the sofa and kissed her mother on the cheek. Whatever, Angel, she said to her, but in any case, be careful. Sweetness exited out the front door and got into her SUV and drove off. Maria sat there and watched her daughter leave. Turning 21 was a big step in the Joneses' women's life. It not only meant that you were really now an adult, but to them, so much more. For there was something more than blood which flowed through their veins. And she began to pray for her daughter. Chapter 2 the little girl sat in a corner in the dark room that used to be someone's bedroom. She had been snatched from off the street near her home that evening and had taken to and had been taken to an abandoned house on Bragg Street in Southeast Raleigh. The man had been following orders from the voice that often spoke within his mind telling him what to do with the young girls that he kidnapped and molested. Each girl had been born on the same day. February 2nd, and each one bore this symbol of an unusual birthmark on her right thigh. The birthmark resembled a huge purple grape with the exception of hair growing from it. The man did not know why the voice always told him to go out and search for these types of young girls bearing that birthmark. It was as if the voice was searching for something or someone. The little girl heard footsteps coming closer to her as she tried her best to scream, but no sound escaped from her lips. All she knew that this was not her home and she was scared of those heavy footsteps walking around the upstairs night after night. Suddenly the door opened up and the man slid a food of tray to her. Eat, little one. You must keep up your strength. The little girl kicked the tray of food to the side. Please, baby, eat, she heard him say as if in desperation. No, she cried. I want to go home to my mommy. That's not possible, he said calmly. Why? she asked tearfully. I need you, he answered her. The little girl began crying violently. She was too young to understand what he meant, but she knew that he meant to harm her in a way that her mother had warned her about. Please, please don't hurt me, she cried. I'm only nine years old. Yes, I know. He slid the tray of food back to her. Eat now and rest. Slowly she reached over and pulled the tray of food to her. On the tray was a big red shiny apple with a banana and a pear. 
She took the apple off the tray and stared into its redness. Ah! She screamed as she dropped the apple and it hit the floor. Chapter 3 Onyx was beginning to become impatient waiting for Sweetness to arrive at their meeting place. He loved her so much, but to him she needs to learn to be time conscious and arrive on time, especially since he had told her about her surprise. He sat in his black-on-black -black 2006 Denali looking at himself in the rearview mirror. His skin complexion was a deep, dark chocolate without a single blemish. He had started using Proactive on his face when he saw an infomercial of Diddy advertising its use. After all, he himself had to preserve his own sexiness as well. He wore his hair cut close with evenly shaped sideburns and a neatly trimmed goat teeth to match. Even though he was a hustler, he did not like sporting those fronts in his mouth for his teeth was perfectly straight and pearly white. Onyx worked out every day for about an hour so his torso was ridiculously muscular. Onyx was just plain gorgeous. Many women flung themselves at him, but he had eyes only for sweetness. Just as he was thinking about sweetness, she had turned into Burger King and parked her explorer right beside his Denali. She got out of her truck and hopped into the passenger side of his SUV. Onyx leaned over and kissed her on the lips. Damn, you taste so sweet, he said, licking his lips. That's why they call me sweetness, she said teasingly. All right now, slow your roll, he said, trying to act like he was jealous. Baby, you know you're the only one hitting this, sweetness said, taking his hands and placing them on her breast. Now, see, you about to make this thing get hard, he said, glancing down at his penis. Okay, I'm a chill. But you be knowing that as good as your dick is, why would I fuck with anybody else? Honest looked at her with a huge smile on his face. He loved it when Sweetness complimented him on his lovemaking. To him, every time he entered her, it became more spiritual each time. It was like he was caught up in a warm bath of frankincense and myrrh, and he just could not get enough of her essence. To Onyx, it was as if she took him to places, to other realms in the universe where they were the only two beings in existence, like Adam and Eve were in a Garden of Eden before they got kicked out of the garden and they lived in paradise. Onyx could not explain it, but he always felt that sweetness didn't belong in this world, and all he wanted to do was protect her and keep her safe. There had been times when she would tell him things that she had dreamed about, especially something pertaining to him, and it would come true that same day. Sweetness was special, and he vowed that he would always be with her, even unto death. Where's my surprise at? Sweetness asked him, looking in the back seat of the Denali. Fashion your seatbelt, baby. We about to go for a ride. She fastened her seatbelt as he pulled out of the parking lot and turned right, driving towards Walnut Creek Amphitheater. Chapter 4 when Honest and Sweetness came to the second stoplight by Southeast Raleigh High School, he opened up the glove compartment, pulled out a white scarf, and, and told her to tie it around her eyes so that she could not see anything. Sweetness did as she was told, and once that scarf was tied securely around her eyes, Onyx began driving again. Sweetness had no idea where they were going or what he was up to, but she knew that it had to be something special. 
Once Onyx finally arrived at their destination, he pulled up to the side of the street and asked Sweetness to wait for him to get her out of the truck. He opened his door, then walked around to the passenger side to let her out. Then taking her hand, he guided her up the sidewalk towards her surprise. He then took out a slide car, you know, like the ones they use at hotels, and used it to open the door. Once the door was opened, he guided her inside the place where her surprise was and closed the door behind him. Sweetness could smell her favorite incense burning, black sandalwood. Oh, that smells so good, she said to him. It's your favorite incense, he replied. She reached up to take her blindfold off. Do not be in a rush, Onyx said to her, pushing her arms down. I can't wait to see where we are, she said to him. This better not be a hotel we in. Baby, it's better than that, he said to her happily. Stand right here. Onyx then placed one of the cards he used to open the door in her right hand. Then he placed one single yellow rose in her left hand. He then walked behind her and removed her blindfold. Sweetness blinked her eyes a little to allow them to become adjusted to the lights. She then looked down at the items he had placed inside her hands. She knew that the rose meant that he loved her, but what was up with the key card? Sweetness then looked at her surroundings. She could tell that they both were standing in the middle of a foyer of a house. Where, where are we? She asked him nervously. Baby, this is your surprise, he exclaimed. My my surprise, she stammered. Yes, baby, take my hand and follow me. Onyx took her hand and guided her into the living room. Sweetness could not believe her eyes. The room was decorated in African art with African paintings covering the walls. The carpet was a soft lavender and very plush with a hint of platinum. Each wall was painted with a different shade of lavender or purple. The sofa was a white sectional formed in a semicircle in the middle of the room. There was a fireplace to the right of her with a huge painting of both of them hanging over it. She was dumbstruck. What is this, Onyx? She asked him softly. Baby, it's our new home, he exclaimed happily. Our what? It's our place, bae, he said. It's ours yes i bought this home for the both of us you and i he took her by the hand and led her to the couch that card which you are holding is your key to your home i can't believe that you did this for me she said excitedly this is so fucking amazing onyx reached down under the sofa and brought out a tiny jewelry box he opened it up took out the ring, and got down on one knee. Angel Jones, will you marry me so that we can fill this house up with love and maybe one day adopt two children? Tears begin forming in sweetness eyes. Hell yeah, she exclaimed through her tears. Hell yeah. Onyx picked her up off the sofa and carried her upstairs to the master bedroom. Sweetness could not believe her eyes when she saw how he had laid out the bedroom. Everything was white and lavender with the soft burgundy. Those were her favorite colors. I can't believe that you did all this for me, she whispered to him. 
sweetness, I love your ass so much. You really do not know how much, he said to her. Sweetness kissed him on his third eye. As her lips touched his forehead, she saw his image lying in an abandoned room. She pulled back from him suddenly with an ashen look on her face. What's wrong, baby? Onyx asked her, puzzled by the look on her face. Sweetness shook her head as if to shake the vision from her mind's eye. Nothing. Nothing, baby, she lied. What? I know what it is. You probably just thought about how young you are and me asking you to marry me at such a young age. I know you got a lot of life to live, but yeah, 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 baby, that's it. She answered, lying to him and interrupting him. Well, don't worry about that. I know that we have to wait a while before we get married. You still have to go to college and shit. I just want to make sure that you have all that you need with me. Sweetness embraced him. I know you do, Onyx, she said softly. She reached up and kissed him again. Now, give me some of that big, juicy-ass dick. What about your girls? Man, those heifers can wait. I need you right now. Take off those clothes, he said to her, as she began undressing before he had even told her. Sweetness looked at him with her big brown eyes, for she knew that she was about to get served righteously. You have just listened to chapters 1 through chapter 4 of Angel's Onyx. Join me again for the next chapter, chapter 5. Peace.